turned out Bruce Willis was dead. In the whole movie? The whole movie! Well, why would I watch it now? I if don't I knew know! you were going to tell me what he did. I don't know! Welcome everyone to Excitement Incorporated, the Squid Game catch-up. I am Daniel. I'm rich. He was drinking. Uh, head over to Petron.com slash Excitement Inc. if you want to lend a hand to the show. You can pay an extra $7 if you want to be an elitist. Absolutely. Don't be one of those plebs. It's an inner joke. Be a higher. Be a higher. There's these caliber. If you wanted to be, be a higher caliber of person. You know, you can be a regular person. Yeah. Or you can be the best person you can be. Exactly. For an extra seven dollars. Yeah. Or if you decide to uh, compete in some children's games for rich people, (laughs) where if you fail, they uh, they'll have you executed. (laughs) Let's talk about Squid Game. This is uh, Squid Game. Is a new show on Netflix it has driven Korean media stock up fifty percent. It has caused uh, Korean uh, uh, um, media bandwidth providers to sue Netflix. Really, they're suing Netflix for the sheer amount of fucking bandwidth. Really, that it is costing them one hundred percent. Wow. Yes. Uh, this thing is now. The biggest, the biggest uh, show, most popular show to ever um, appear on Netflix. It's the most watched already, and it's only been out for like a week or two. It's been out a little while. Where's it? Was Maybe it September seventeenth? Oh wow! It came out a week before. It came out a week before Midnight Mass. I had no yeah. idea. It's been a it's been about a month. Wow. We were talking about this a little bit on the kind of weekly episode of Excitement Inc., but we decided to have a spoiler cast here where we just go deep in on um the Bull show. Bull fucking hog. You're about to get us balls deep on balls Squid Game. Balls deep on Squid Game. So, it is a Korean show. Did you watch it with subtitles or dubs? Oh, no. I know what you watched. I know how you watched it. Because Christy ain't like the the show to read. It's subs are boring. Sarah doesn't really like to read subtitles either. So, well, we had it both dubbed and subbed because I need things subtitled for whatever reason. Oh, and we had it subbed because Christy can't handle hearing. Uh, can't handle hearing a foreign language. Which is strange, yes, but that's where we're at. So, Christy can't handle hearing foreign languages. She doesn't, she just is like, I can't hear it if I don't understand it. And so, we had everything subtitled and dubbed. And what was really fun was that the subtitles did not match the dub. No, because, because the subtitles are subtitled from the exact phrasing of the Korean language. Right, and there's no acting in there. There's no improv. There's no, no substitutions or anything. This nope. is just direct translation of the script. Yes, I'm going back to watch it subtitled very quickly um, because I want. I really want to. First of all, I want to watch it all again. But now I want the nuance of the performance of the actors. Absolutely, the real ones. So, um, Squid Game, quite the harrowing show. Um, honestly, it's funny because we watched Midnight Mass as well in the last week, and uh, so I, I got to be honest, Squid Game fucked me up worse than Midnight Mass did. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's oh, kind of yeah. nuts though because one is a horror and the other is technically not. I guess it's still thriller, but it's still they're both drama. Yeah, they're well, Squid Game's more thriller suspense, 
but it doesn't. It's not without its gore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So both of them. But uh, Midnight Mass was more thriller suspense with drama. Yeah, and I feel like Squid Game was more more comedy that led to drama than drama that led to comedy. Yeah, yeah. It was there was a lot of actually comedy in Squid Game, which was kind of interesting because you have the main character who is actually funny in his own right. Yes, uh, and the optimist all the way through the unfortunate end of the game. So there's nine episodes, and the premise of Squid Game is where they go in and they will play child's games and uh, die if they do not win. But yes. every time someone dies, 10,000, 100,000, 75,000 yen is dropped in the pot. Let's see. There's 456 not players. Won. Won. 10 million won. No, so, it ended up at 45 billion. Yeah. So it won. was 100 million won. Yeah. So, um, 456 players, um, people in debt are hunted down in Korea, um, in a, some, you know, time period, uh, some part of the dark timeline, one of the darker timelines where you can also like sell organs <laughs> or, you know, sell organs if you owe too much in debt. It's kind of a big analogy for the issue with our capitalist, capitalist, um, ideologies from yes. nation to nation, um, but they um, they basically seek out broke people who are willing to die for a shot at a fuck ton of money, and um, which I guess I'll start with that I really found the most poignant part is that what's the point of living your miserable life? <laughs> when people they play the first game which is red light green light where most people die more than half the the people die yeah and uh when they figure out what's going on there they run out of fear but they're running during red light so they get sniped all of them and uh then they vote as an as a group to end the games which they're allowed to do. It's one of the rules. So yes. they all vote to end. They all get back into the real world in episode two and uh, get back to real life. This sucks very badly. Main character, um, his mom is sick, has diabetes, and is in no way cons- concerned for her own health. And he goes, well, great. Now how am I going to keep her um, alive? Sion, yeah. uh, who is the main character. Yeah. Um, another girl who came, who's been came over from North Korea, trying to save her, her little brother, and uh, trying to get her mother back, but needs the money to smuggle her mother over. Um, another one who used to be a uh, rich, his name Cho. Um, he used to be rich, rich businessman. Well, he was the pride and joy of their hometown yes. because yes. he yes. went to college on a scholarship and got a very successful job and was yes. living high on the hog. And is now 9 billion won in debt for whatever reason. And also ends up at the games at, at, the, at the surprise to his childhood friend who is not successful in any way, shape, or form. Right. Well, he was at one point, but then... Oh, yeah, he owned businesses, but then things went wrong. Yeah, things went under, and he ended up in debt, as happens with a lot of, with all of these people. There's there's a few things that are be under consideration as we see the first episode kind of unfold. One, all of these people have been challenged to a game by yes. a person on the street. Yes. 
and it's a very simple game that I don't even remember what it's called, but essentially you have a thick envelope that you have to hit with another thick envelope in an attempt to flip it over. And there's, I'm sure, strategy to the game. I don't understand the game at all, but the concept is that this person will give you 10,000 won if you win, but if you lose, you have to give them 10,000 won. And if you don't have the money, you can just take a slap to the face. And so here's this guy playing this game, getting slapped over and over and over and over to the point when he finally does win one round. He completely forgets about the money and wants to slap the guy back instead, mm-hmm. which is where the comedy comes y- in. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to slap you. He's like, wait. Mm-hmm. Wait, 10, here's 000, your money. 10,000 won. Here's your Easy money. peasy. That's your setup for the entire show yeah. right there because yeah. it's like play a simple game. Win the money. Win money to get your life back. Win money to get your life back on track. Keep doing these things. Yeah. Uh, so, so they get invited the to the to the big game. No, it okay. Is it, the court's still up underneath? Gotcha. That's the crinkling sound. If anyone hears it, right. I'm having issues. The uh, the the so they get offered the card to go to the real game, um, to the Squid Games, and then you know everything follows suit. But when they play that initial game and then they go in. You know, I thought one of the interesting things was, like, it is predatory. This oh, is absolutely. clearly predatory for multiple reasons. The first of which is that they seek out people who need the money badly. Yep. And um, they test the metal of these people by taking an experienced player of the game um, that they're playing on the street, which is a red block and a, a red square and a blue square that they have to slap and flip over. Yep. Um, and as rich just described but to get to give this guy an idea of how much they take because they're not going to invite anyone to the squid games who get slapped once fuck this i'm out right because they know that these people are not willing to subject themselves to torture right in the process right um they're not quite desperate enough for that money exactly which ends up being the largest analogy for this whole thing um and the largest analogy is what are we doing to ourselves for money? Yep. What do we do to each other for money? Yes. Because what does money decide? Stature, the health of your loved ones, yeah. the safety of your loved ones. Um, the <laughs> a lot of characters, oh. a lot of characters were doing this for food, or yeah. sorry, for family. For family, a lot yes. of characters doing this for family. Some doing it more for honor, more for power, some of them even for power, you know. Um, and that's kind of the the sad, depressing part of yeah. the entire show is the people going in and the fact that I frankly found it relatable. Yeah. That's the worst fucking part is that I found it relatable. You watch the first episode and kind of wonder if these all these people are just shitty, terrible people. It's like, no, their circumstances are shitty, and so they act shitty in real life. Yeah. So so that's why the main character lets this businessman slap him in the face. Who knows how many times? Probably at least a hundred. Yeah. Pl- trying to play this game until he finally gets the hang of it and can flip it over. The issue with the actual Squid Games is that when you lose, you're dead. Yeah. You are dead. Yeah. I think it's worth examining as well the games that they're playing. Yes. That are leading to their death. And there's there's several concepts at play in here that I just I want to bring up. 
I don't know if I'm going to bring them up in order or not, so forgive me. First off, the one, there's only one guy smiling in his player profile, if you will. Yes. When everybody signs up, they have to take a picture, so that, and they get assigned a number and take a picture. Yes. There's only one guy smiling in his profile picture. The, the main character. The main character. Sean. Yes. Gihan. Anyway, so they play six games, mm-hmm. and in each of these games, the amount of players is culled by half at least. Yes, in every game. Every game results in half of the players being killed. Minimum. Yes. Which is why the very first game is an utter fucking bloodbath. Oh, it's crazy bloodbath. <laughs> piles and piles and piles of bodies that are carried away by the men in black masks. Yes. Emblazoned with shapes and uh, in pink jumpsuits. Yes. Taken, the PlayStation players, if you will. Yes. Taken down to incinerators. Yep. To be, to literally be cremated. But they signed yeah. the contract, I guess. But. Um, well, that's one thing we see in that first episode is mm-hmm. that when uh, our main character, Gihan, goes to the horse races to try and win money. Gihan? Is that... Oh, am I reading the names wrong? Gihan, thank you. Yeah, the... Um, Xiang Gihan. Most oh, okay. people are referred to by their uh, surname. I was wondering by that about that. Yes. Okay. okay, no, that makes more sense. My bad. So, Gihan. No problem. Yeah, now I get it. Okay. So... Gihan is um, at a horse parlor gambling, and he wins four million won, and he's loving it. He loves it, and then he sees somebody that he owes money to attempts to run from them. They take all of his money, and then make him sign a release of his organs. Of his organs. This well, it's a release of a liver, and then an eye. Well, no, no it a, was like a kidney, and then an eye. Right, but the but the name of the title of the document was like the release of human remains or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get the impression that everyone who is in this game yes. has signed that document. If they've signed that document, pretty much anybody that anybody that does something to their body once they're dead mm-hmm. is no cannot be held legally responsible because they signed this release. So essentially, they have signed over their bodies to this entity in order to play this game. Is that the same one in the beginning? So are you telling me that those people that they had sign sign their bodies over? When well, I don't think first, so. I think that's a game. separate thing. No, though. no. After the first game of Red Light yeah, Green Light, yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. in the room and everybody is like, "You can't do this to us," the main guy with the circle on his mask goes. You all signed a release. Yeah, at the beginning of the game. That different one at the very, very beginning that signs the... Oh, you're saying there's a release. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. I'm saying the release... I was differentiating the release of the loan sharks that chase him down in the very beginning for his money. Right. And then the release at the beginning of the games because they're both separate. Hence the release for their... That makes more sense. They, yes. There are two separate documents for their that they bodies. sign. Yeah, where they can do anything. But those two separate releases, you get the impression that everybody is so indebted mm-hmm. that they have mm-hmm. signed this document to their debtors 
so that they can get more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fucked. So, I mean, this is a darker timeline where people are literally like, and I think this is also poetic. This is people are literally signing their bodies away. Yep. In the way that like, oh, I owe you, then I will work till I break my back. Yep. Till I have to, till I blow my kidney or I can't see out of an eye. So the two separate documents that they sign, Mm -hmm. the one that they sign at the start of the game Mm -hmm. is agreeing to the rules of the games. Yeah. But that doesn't absolve the game entity from killing them Mm -hmm. the release of their human remains does Mm -hmm. so that's why everybody in here that has played this game or is at this point in their life has signed away their organs it makes sense makes more sense so now these gamblers who are essentially playing heading up this game for all these people to sacrifice themselves they are legally absolved of any wrongdoing Mm-hmm. Because these people have willingly jumped into this of their own accord, knowing what could happen. Yes. So they go in to play this game. They all decide to leave because they think it's crazy. They get back to real life where for some of these people, things have gotten worse. Some of these people, it, things are just the same. Yeah. And uh, they, they unfortunately decide to go back. They all decide <laughs> to go back and play some more until... One remains. You know, what did you like the most about the show being um, being at least, I guess, cutthroat or like what was your favorite like kind of analogy or draw to the show that was something that kept you in outside of maybe just figuring out who's going to win, who's going to live or die? The. The ultimate hope of humanity was what kind of kept me going Mm because like in this in this game in this room where there's all these players and there comes a point where they all realize that if somebody dies outside of a game their money is still added to the pot for the ultimate winner Mm -hmm. so then they decide hey let's try and murder each other in our sleep and so Alliances are formed. Friendships are formed. People are connecting Mm -hmm. in a situation where they know eventually somebody, they're going to have to watch their friend die. Well, they didn't, I mean, there was that. They didn't know that they could murder each other in their sleep until one guy accidentally killed another one. Right. Because the game, the people running the game purposely fed everyone a very small amount of food. Yes, and so when other people cut in line to get in line, um, the bad the bad guys essentially the selfish ones, the gangster and his cronies, and the girl who decided to be all up in his business because she knew it was a power play. Yeah, power of the women genitalia. Some would say she. They all get back in line for seconds. Yep, eat the food, and five people don't get to eat at all. They're boiled eggs and uh, uh, soda. Glass bottle soda. Yes. To which uh, causes a fight. A guy beats, the the gangster guy beats the other guy to death and then they're like, and they're like, good good protagonist guy, Gihan, he's like, yes. you killed him, what are you guys going to do? We killed him. <laughs> and <laughs> the bank goes up. <laughs> the bank goes up and then that's when everyone realizes... And it's so funny because they're like, in behind the scenes, the pink suits are like, oh, 
the next game's going to begin. Okay. (laughs) Here comes a little sideshow where they're going to murder each other in the dark. Here comes the slaughter. Yeah, which, you know, made it handy that some characters were, you know, like, and then one character gets a glass bottle. And that night, the very first thing the gangster does is just prison shiv the shit out of a girl who, like, tried to tattle on him. Yep. First thing he does, goes straight to her and murders her in her sleep. And then all of a sudden they, you know, eliminate players overnight and it makes everyone distrustful of each other. Yep. As if it wasn't already, you know, hard enough to stay alive yeah. in the place. So that was a, a good element of like showing the humanity in the way that like not only, you know, people trying to survive the game and do it for their family and stuff, but seeing how they turn against each other. Well, not just how they turn against each other, but bonding together in spite of knowing that they're eventually going to have to turn on one another. That too. Because Gihan, it, I mean, Gihan only survives that first game. Because somebody else grabbed him. Yes. In a game of red light, green light, when it goes to red light, he stumbles and he would have fallen. He he almost trips over another body. He almost trips and falls. Yeah. And somebody else grabbed him and held him. Yes. In place. Wish I could remember his name. I'm going to look up the. And that player later tells him that he was like, I'm not going to actively watch you die. Yeah. Abdul Ali. Abdul Ali. He's a foreign worker from Pakistan who speaks South Korean, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh um and he's also a very nice character. Yeah. Um Abdul. He loses a finger at work and his boss refuses to pay him because he can no longer work. That's the kind of dystopia we're seeing <laughs> he, in this he, show. He, very much so. His employer wouldn't pay him for months. Yeah. More of the dystopia shit, but I mean, I really like that character because he did nice things, the right things, because he could. He tried to play the game as straight as he could until um, his unfortunate murder. <laughs> yeah, at the hands of someone he thought was a friend. Yes. So that's like the more that's just more of the thing, and you know, I guess it kind of falls into a cookie cutter pace of like, are these people friends or are they? not friends but this one really pounds on the ideas that like as opposed to watching something like hunger games where it's you know people are forced to to fight because it's supposed to be like a wartime it's supposed to be a wartime celebration you know to keep the peace and keep everyone together kind of thing um but some people are still living in squalor in different places and you know will die sooner because they're from that they try to make these games equal yes Equal as possible, but they're also still not because of the people inside manipulating and cheating the game. Yeah. Unintentionally, because the the guy running the game was actually um, mad to find out that some of the pink suits were uh, paying um, one of the players who was yeah. a surgeon in debt. Why? Because he fucked up a surgery and people say he killed her. He killed, you know, some of his yeah. patients intentionally or foolishly and he's getting sued. And so they were sneaking bodies off who were not completely destroyed. Yep. Zombies, they would call them. Yes. Sneaking them off to have them... uh, (laughs) Have them harvested. Harvested so they could sell the organs on the outside for lots of money. Yep. And in return, they would give him the odds of the game. Yeah. And so the, the head, you know, game runner was like super furious to find this out. Yep. 
Yes, he was. Yes. There's a whole anonymity. Anonymity? Yeah, there's an anonymity to all of this to where if any of the workers lose their mask, they are killed. Yeah. So, like, it's really weird, but this is another, like, I mean, the whole content of the thing without, you know, just doing it in another entire synopsis episode, which we were just talking about. Why why, why do do we just do a synopsis of Midnight Mass? Because it's really important to go, you know, beat by beat to talk about the games and why they matter and how and how these people betray each other. But I feel like this one's very more straightforward because the characters are all very similar as opposed to Midnight Mass, where they are a mixing pot of all kinds of different people on, you know, the range of, you know, is true neutral to chaotic evil to you know chaotic good but we watch these people tear each other apart um and then of course the big twist in the middle that put i don't know about you put a big old pit in my stomach they had um the second game the The honeycomb honeycomb. yes which again got cheated out but it, the person he thought was his friend from childhood n- figured out the game but didn't tell anyone. That was his first hint. Yep. And then the next episode that night is when they begin to murder each other overnight because yep. they're figuring these things out. Um, and the next game after that, which I thought was highly interesting, Tug of War. This is the one that made me the most nervous. Yeah. That damn tug of war where they're tugging each other off of cliffs, off of platforms. Yeah. If they're hanging by their rope, a guillotine drops on the rope, cuts the rope, and the hanging and they're team. They're locked to the rope. They're locked to the rope. Well, except yes. for one person. If you go back and look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. But uh, I digress. That's something we'll probably get to at the end when we're done talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Which is the plot twist that I told you I, you know, detected very early on. I digress. They're locked to the rope. Yeah. And then they're falling to the... These deaths are gruesome. That's the next worst part. Oh, yeah. Some of these deaths are, like, actually... They're either shot to death or they're dropped to death. Yeah. Oh, and they're not just, like, bang dead. They're, like, bang explosion of blood dead. dead. Yeah. Because these are heavy-duty guns. These are these are not... These are intense deaths. That's mm-hmm. how this works. hmm and so it's very, very visceral, especially yeah. the tug of war, especially the tug of war, because they're pinned. They're pinned against each other. So now not only, you know, are they losing a game and then being eliminated by the guys in the pink suits. Now they're actually killing each other. Yes. But they're being forced to. This was the first game where they're legitimately killing each other. Yes. And it's fucked up. And it's harrowing when you go in on this and um, the the surgeon makes friends with the gangster guy because he's big and tough and he knows he'll survive the night when people begin to murder each other. So he makes friends with the surgeon. Surgeon says, whispers in his ear and he goes, oh, and then this is when the criminal guy says, I'm getting the six biggest guys in the room. Yep. Because he knows the next game is tug of war. Yes. Which makes it that much more harrowing when the good guys have a team of an incredibly old man. Yes. Who is got a brain tumor and literally losing it. Yep. And two other girls. Yes. So they have literally almost just let they were teams of eight and they almost half their team are smaller in muscle mass. Yep. And they have to figure out how to do it, which is why I did not think it was, oh, man, this is where you're like, wow, are they about to kill off, like, you know, all the good guys in one go? See, I was sitting there going, okay, how are they going to win this? Yes. I, I didn't even consider it because I was like, okay, this main guy, uh-huh. I I knew he's pretty much game. from jump. I was like, he's, he's going to win this. Yeah. 
He's going to be in game. He's he's going to be the one that comes home with the forty five billion. Yes. There's no way he's not. Yes. So if he had died in that tug of war, I would have been shocked and amazed. But I was and just amazed. like, I was just like, how is he going to survive this? And then sure enough, the old man he knew. He yeah. knew you get everyone on either side of the uh, of the rope. You have everyone pull at the same time. And it's also a mind game because yep. if you just go and pull, then you're just pulling. And then it's a game of, you know, attrition. But if you can do it smart, yes, do it in rhythms. And that is one hell of a fucking cliffhanger of an episode. This is the only episode where they cut the game. Cut yep. it, it, they end an episode in the middle of a game is because they're starting to lose and one of the people on the team you know one of the main characters kind of calls out we gotta let them fall over pulling us so everyone go forward yep everyone ready take go a step everyone take a step forward while they're pulling and so they have to come incredibly close to the edge so close to the edge that Gihan at the front swings off of it for a split second he's almost hanging off the edge but everyone on the other side falls down yes long enough for everyone to grab and pull yes holy and moly. establish a rhythm in establish the pull. A rhythm in the pull and then they win yes holy shit did that have me like that mm-hmm. kept me awake an extra yeah. hour every time i would try to go to bed during the week i didn't because i was staying up to <laughs> to was... see what was happening that was my second favorite moment of the show. Yeah. When they when they came through, I was like, okay, that was really well done. Yes. So that was the yeah. third game. The fourth game was when they were picking partners. Yes, marbles. And we're like, oh, shit. The marbles. They were like, you can have a marble game of your choice. And after the, after the tug-of-war game, this is like where it gets fucked up. These are the mind games where they yep. decide to like – and then you see all these people pair up because they're friends or they're married or they think they've got each other's back. And they're like, you, we got this. Yeah, they go in and they're like, okay, everybody in pairs. You're playing against each other. Yep. Loser dies. Yep. The goal is to get all 20 marbles. Everybody starts with 10. The goal is to get all 20. Yeah. And the manipulation, the games that they play. Mm-hmm. And I think this was where the main character was broken. Yes. This was definitely where the main character was broken. Yeah. Gihan he, paired up with the old man because nobody wanted to pair up with the old man. Yes. And he paired up with the old man and... <laughs> Who had dementia and would not play the game. Yeah. <laughs> Freaked w- him out. Yeah, I think that was quite telling that he... Re- when we find out what we find out later, he did not want to play. No. He did not want to play against him. No. And he was resisting it as mm-hmm. much as he could. It's true. I think he was going to find a way to, well, yeah. He was definitely going to find a way to give all 10 marbles to him. To Gihon, yeah. To because, Gihon. And that's kind of the saddest part is you're wondering since he's got dementia, is he, how far is he in his dementia? Because it comes and goes. Right. His episodes, and then by by the end, he's like, "I've got one marble." And then at the end, he finds a place that looks like his home. Yep, in the alley because this each 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 one of these arenas looks like a different place, and that's cool. But when he finds that home, and he's and he reveals to himself, or he reveals to his friends, he's like, "So you would take advantage of of an old man, yep, and cheat me out of it because he was tricking Gihon into thinking he was being tricked out of marbles." I didn't blame him, though. Right. Because the old man was like, I've got nothing to live for. I'm dying of a brain tumor. Yeah, Gihon's going to trick him out of his marbles because he thinks he's gone already. He thinks he's already lost his marbles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Eh, ding, ding, ding. Ding, nice. ding, 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 ding. It's, nice. man, there's Thank so you. many an- analogies, so many oh, metaphors, yeah. so many that are just like hitting it all on the nose, which I thought was highly yes. interesting. So, no, I thought it was a little rough, the uh, manipulation of the other guy, the, of Ali. No, and we all agree with that because that was the true turning point, at least in our opinions. Uh, yeah. That was a true turning point where we saw a guy that we were like, is he going to be a good guy or is he like just super true neutral? You know, right. is he straight true neutral or is he evil? Whatever. You know, we were trying to figure out the childhood friend who's smart, got the scholarship, ended up there somehow, um, unfortunately, from embezzlement. So is he going to be on the team or is he going to keep things or is he going to? So he picked a partner who he thought would help him through and um, took advantage of the nice guy. Yep. As a businessman would do. Yes. Sorry, but it's the truth. Yes. He, he, he went he went full shark mode. Yes, he did. And basically said, well, what if we do this? He was losing the game. Yep. He would have been done. To Abdul. Um, and the businessman, nice guy, was losing. I just wish we knew names. We're not so good with the names. But either way, I think people know what we're talking about somewhat at this point. But um, we saw the businessman trick this. what is technically the simpleton. Yeah. Which is something that is another massive analogy. Yeah. For how reality works. You know, him yep. tricking a working class into, you know, um, yes. unfortunately. He was good, kind, and strong. And all three of those things got him killed. Yep. By the man who was willing to undercut him. Yep. Typical businessman. Typical businessman. So telling in yes. character of the way these things work. So um, half the characters die. It's yeah. incredibly depressing. Yep. And this was, I think this was like the hardest episode. Oh. I'm well, trying to think. My favorite game is coming up. Oh. The next game was my favorite of all the games. Was it? Yes. The, the bridge the, of glass. The bridge of glass. But I mean, what? 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 He, that is not based on any game. That is that literally is just that. That is a game of chance that they're playing, where people are going to get eliminated no matter fucking what. Why was Why was the bridge of glass your your favorite game? Maybe a quick analogy for people who are spoiling themselves via this. Yes. Okay. So the bridge of glass was two rows of what was it? Fourteen glass planks. Um. Yep. And then on one side, you had regular glass, and on the other side, you had tempered glass. Tempered glass could support the weight of two full adult humans. Regular glass cannot. No. So. And you can't tell the difference. And you cannot tell the difference. Mm -hmm. They look exactly the same, especially under certain lighting. Mm -hmm. So, you basically take, you pick which lane you're going to step to. And you either fall to your death. Or move on to the next one. Now, the thing is, is that being a game of chance. 50-50. It's it's Mm 50-50, and there's a limited number of players at this point. We're down to, what, 14 players? Uh Uh-huh. And And there's 20 planks. Yeah, and they're forced to pick numbers at the beginning, which is the next craziest part. Yes. So they picked order they picked numbers which would be the order in which they go on the on this bridge. And so people are like is it better to be at the front is it better to be at the back is it better to be in the middle what the fuck cuz they don't know what game it is. And then they all pick and our main character gets the last number and he's like I'm either saved or I'm fucked. 
Turns out saved. Turns out saved. Which is good. Now, at the beginning, they the um the poor unfortunate soul who asked for the first number because he wanted to choose his fate for the first time, and boy did he. Oh yeah. Um, picks the right piece of glass on the first jump, the left one. Yes. And then when it comes to Gihon's very like chance to jump, and he's sitting at the edge and he's looking left and right, he couldn't remember which one to jump on. Did yeah. you remember which one he needed to jump on, or did that have you fucking? Oh, it had me fizzled. It had me. It had, yeah, no, I couldn't remember which one either. I was like, holy shit. Like, and that was what I thought was a super fucking clever writing mechanic, which is uh. the one thing that a viewer is thinking while they're watching these things. Mm-hmm. Would I make it? <laughs> Would I fucking make it? Yeah. And when they let Gihan sit in front of those two pieces of glass after you've been, after you've been watching all the craziness on the bridge of all these characters taking each other off, pushing each other, convincing each other to go, yeah. running across, and then it, it finally comes time for the protagonist to take his first step and he's looking down and he can't figure out which one at first until um, the uh, Say Saibian? Say be I can't, I can't pronounce that I don't remember the whole thing and it's cut off but the yeah. you know the protagonist girl character and she's yes. like it's the left one get yeah. with the program but we didn't remember and yeah. that was one of the coolest thing I thought the writer creator director whoever did this for us yeah w- letting us know whether or not we would fucking make it in this game and we couldn't even remember the first piece of glass no. No. Isn't that mm, that's fucking awesome. batty? That's awesome. Yes. That's that's what led to it being my favorite part of the entire show. Yeah. Because it was just like, fuck, I don't know if I'd because most of the games I'm going through and I'm like, you know, I could probably I can probably survive red light, green light. So long as the green light section was fair to a point where the timer wouldn't run out on me. True. So I was like, red light, green light, I could probably make it. Honeycomb, I would have picked the star, mm-hmm. so ch- chances are I would have made it. Yes. I would have been okay. I definitely wouldn't have picked the fucking umbrella, so I would have been, eh. I might have picked the umbrella because of how much I like Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And I might have been fucked, but I also might have tempered myself a little bit more because, frankly, this like Honeycomb is not a game I would generally win. Honeycomb is not a game I'd ever even heard of. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, these are Korean games. You know, right. You did not grow well, up. Well, I wasn't anyway. even familiar with Honeycomb as a treat, oh, as a snack. Really? Yeah. Fair enough. So Christy was like, oh, God, it's Honeycomb. And I was like, what does that mean? And she goes, Honeycomb is very brittle. Very brittle. And I was like. And sticky. I was like, okay. So then it made sense. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So I was like, given those four shapes, I probably would have picked the star and I would have been all right. Okay. Tug of War, I'm a six foot to 250 pound dude. Yes. Chances are I'd be all right. I probably would have died in that one because I, I'm i just too, like, I could not let females, like, suck. I wouldn't have, right. I wouldn't have judged against them. It would have been the luck of who picked me, I think. Yeah. For that one, more than anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, my size and everything, I would be an anchor and I would probably cheat. If it if I knew it was life and death, I would cheat and sling the rope over my shoulder and start stepping forward. True, yeah. So, yeah. No one said let, anything against that. And just let my team behind me let me know where I'm at in that endeavor. Yeah. And then marbles. I would have gone. I 
Marbles are a 50-50. Depends yeah. on my opponent. That's anyone's game. You know, that's anyone's game. Yep. But when it came to that bridge, I was like, fuck. Yes. This was not I, This was not a game of skill. This was not a game of skill at all. I was like, I would be fucked. Yep. I would be totally housed here. Yep. And so, there's when it's a game of chance and the order is predetermined, there is no... There's really no strategy. Yeah. Until somebody found one. That was a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Is what it was. So pretty bad. Another religious analogy in this one, when the character who is constantly praying is, uh, you know, um, easily slinging other people off. We know he won the marbles game. Yep. Which meant he was sitting there trying to decide, uh, let let God decide who was letting, if, if God was letting him live. And he figured the more he prayed to God, the more he was allowed to live. Yeah. Until he was like, you know, finally pushed off. Yeah. Was he pushed off or did he go on his own and still die? I think he, he went off on his own and still died. He pushed another person off who tried to push him off. Right. And then what was probably one of the bigger power moves, the bully of the game, the gangster. Yeah. Who stopped at the front when it was his turn and he said, we can all die or y'all can go ahead of me. Yep. Typical bully fashion, forcing people, forcing their hand. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. That's where somebody found a strategy in a game of chance with the orders predetermined. It's true. He, there's no strategy. He found one. He, he found he, one. He got to the t- front and said, okay, fuckers, we can all blow up here or go ahead. And you know what uh, would have been the funniest thing? If he had been nice to everyone, if he had been nice to everyone, he might have gotten people to go ahead of him. But unfortunately, he made an enemy in the game. Yeah. <laughs> the girl he was sleeping with and immediately yeah. discarded as soon as Tug of yeah. War came around. Hottie McCrazy, we'll call her. Yes. <laughs> we will call her that. Not that she's she... <laughs> hot, but she was willing to Mean, give a give Mean it meow. up, so Meow is, is her name. She definitely middle aged. I kind of liked her by the end, as nuts as she was, because oh, I truly and, enjoyed and her. Yeah, because she gets to the glass plank with him, and he's like, "You go first. and she's like, "You're such a pathetic coward," and and she gets in front of him, and she turns around, <laughs> she goes, <"We're, laughs> "Let's let's test this out together." Anaconda squeeze, <laughs> and she fucking grabs him, and it's so, and she just looks up at him. This is the funniest part in the whole show. She <laughs> looks up at him. She says. I just want you to know you have a tiny dick <laughs> and pulls him off backwards. Yes. I was like, Oh my God, that was awesome. Yes. Um, and they, they went off together yeah. because she, you know, uh, no one knows wrath like a woman scorn. Oh yeah. And then we get to the point where there's another strategy forming mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's a guy who spent his entire life working in glass, knows yeah. glass, very familiar with tempered glass versus regular glass, and starts looking at it at the angle to tell which one is tempered. Yep. And they're like, why didn't you say anything before? And he, dead serious, looks at him and goes, why the fuck would I? Mm-hmm, <laughs> and they're all... Mm-hmm. He shrugs. Fair point. Fair fair point, really. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, there's really no reason for you to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at this point they've accepted that it's die here or die later. You know, there's no reason to reveal your hand anymore. Yep. So uh, so and then again and then, and then the game the game masters catch on and they're like, oh shit, he knows. Well, let's lower the lights so he can't tell anymore. And you think that like 
they again they're making the game not fair for the vips watching but that's a whole thing we'll talk about um in a second when we talk about the whole b-side story of (laughs) of of the entire thing which is the the cop who's undercover on the other side but the fact that uh they turned down the games make the game hard again and then the businessman again uses the working class citizen yeah as a stepping stone Yep. The he, slick one using the hard worker as a stepping stone. Another yep. theme that runs constant. Yep. In it this finally show. gets down to the last square. <clears throat> the last rung on this glass and pushes, ladder. And he pushes the guy off. And he pushes the guy off because the timer is running down. This is what sets Gihan to know that his friend is not no. a friend anymore. He's really just not. His he's there to win and yep. everyone else be damned. Um, yeah, so. the glass fucking explodes and like one of the pieces hits the girl, the that girl was protagonist. The, that was the crazy yet awesome bit to me was that once that timer hit zero, mm-hmm. the entire bridge exploded. Yes. It did not matter mm-hmm. who was on or not. It and exploded. I thought this was another analogy for the fact that they talked about so much when they um, killed the surgeon who ran away because they couldn't tell him the, the next game and he started yeah. fighting them, they run away. The game maker come, becomes aware of all this and kills all of them. And he says this game is supposed to be fair. Everyone is supposed to be have a fair shot. You know who didn't get a fucking fair shot other than everyone who got cheated out of not knowing what game it was? She didn't. Yeah. Because when the glass exploded, she got a large, large fucking shard to the gut. Yeah. She wouldn't have been able to fucking play that game. No. She wouldn't have been able to play Squid Game at all because she was weak. She was bleeding out. She was basically already on her deathbed. Yeah. Before the ultimate betrayal occurred that was fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up. Um, and and she she's like bleeding out. And I thought that was like probably one of the most fucked up parts is because they're saying you have this game to play free on you. But they made such a show of the glass exploding. Yeah that they killed her yep she won the game but as a result of the game she still got hit by that gigantic shard of glass that had her bleeding out of the abdomen yeah which it it, so fucked all of it and then their fun little dinner game they had dinner they were like we want to celebrate and they just give them a feast here's a steak massive steak and then the guys in the pink jumpsuit clear the plates leave the knives yes Meanwhile, there's only like one bed for each of them. They've cleared out the sleeping chambers. Do you notice the hieroglyphics on the yes. wall? Yes. They were all the games. Yes. On the wall, right there. Yeah. Right. If you go back, yeah. They were always there. They were always there. Isn't that? But f- they were hidden behind all of the bed mm-hmm. risers and mm-hmm. all of the warehouse racking. Where they were able to tell. So they yep. had no strategy. They weren't able to figure anything out. It's fucked. Yeah. But um, you know. I think that it's really um, indicative that, like, had people not been worried about certain things, had more people gone on with a true strategy, had people been more observant, they might have seen more things. Yep. 
so they get the fucking dinner yeah. knives and they're all standing with each other and well like the you know they're sleeping and they're getting ready for the game the next day but at this point they just don't trust the businessman childhood friend Gihan's talking to the girl she's bleeding out and he's like let's help her runs to the door and he's like let's help her and they're coming in with a coffin already and he turns back to see the businessman has slit her throat while she was passed out yep after she stops him from like murdering him yeah because he's ready to go across with his knife as soon as he sees his old friend and she's like don't lose yourself in this yeah. Don't lose yourself in this and promise me we'll take care of each other's families. Yep. Holy shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was the maddest I was yeah. in the entire show was when it turned out that um, Song something murdered, say, Dion Ben. Yeah. I just, I can't even, it's a lot to take hey, in she- the way these people, that's his real name. Right. The The actor. Parkesu. I don't know how to do this without like pulling up the names. Right. I should have pulled up the names the whole time because we're just using analogies here and doing that. Sorry, anyone That's who's fine. confused. We're doing our best. Um, it's okay. If you're listening to this, chances are you've seen it already anyway. And you know who we're talking and about. You know exactly kind of like, who and what we're talking about. And hopefully here. you're getting it, it, some kind of insight for you know what we're trying to yeah. talk about and like illuminate behind each other. But um, part, yeah. part. He's he's so, he's. Then there were two into the final game after a night of quote unquote rest, sleeping Murder. in a fucking tuxedo. Yeah. Um, and then the armed with that- dinner knives, which I was like, why the fuck are they serving steak that is so rare? Because they served everybody the same steak, and that steak was bloody. That yes, was a it bloody, was. bloody fucking steak. Yes, and then I realized you need a steak knife that can cut through rare meat it can easily oh i didn't even think about it like that once they left the knife i was like oh that's why the steak was so rare yep it's because they needed to know how to cut through meat these games are fucked dude and the thing is is that the meat wasn't cooked properly i could tell because of the way they were eating it yes they were like okay this is just rare steak but it was not cooked to a point where it was like tender yet raw mm-hmm. it was just fucking raw yes yes so um they they did a really good job of making it so that last game was very 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 tense tense and they were at odds because like you know this guy's been doing survival the businessman was just straight up doing survival yep. up until this point yeah he just wanted to survive the businessman up until this point. And uh, so what are we looking at here? Businessman's name, Cho Sangwoo. Uh, okay, Sangwoo. Okay, so Sangwoo. Sangwoo at this point has been just, you know, cutthroat to survive. Um, m- murders poor um, John Ho, Ilnam, Jing, Duck So, who's the guy? Where's the. This says Jung Ho. No, that's the police officer. Yeah, that's, that's the B plot. Where's the girl? <coughs> oh, she's uh, Sabiak. Sabiak? Just underneath. Sabiak. There we go. Sabiak. That's what I couldn't see on the back. Right. I knew it was like Bia something. Sabiak. He murders Sabiak while, as soon as Gihun turns his fucking back. Yeah. Sangwoo murders Sabiak. Yep. And like, and then now they have to play a game 1v1. And yeah. he's furious. The one time the pink suits fucking intervene with 
a player dispute the first time ever there at the end of the game. Why? Because they need players for the fucking game. Yep. And they won't let... Gihan's ready to gut Sangwoo there, but they don't let him because they need players for the last fucking game. Yep. Fuck that shit. Well, I would I would argue that Sangwoo was doing a service. Yeah? Well, because he was like, she's bleeding out. She's She was cut from your bridge. You did this to her. This was not because she played the game incorrectly. This was a result of your action. You need to get in here and fix her. True. Yeah. So and that they was, might have. That, no, they would not have. No? They had proven before they would not do this, which was what? Because... We brought enough food for everyone. We brought just enough food for everyone. We brought just enough food for everyone. Everything is fair. Oh. So when things were proven to not be fair, that people had gotten seconds and Mm -hmm. other people didn't get to eat, and Mm -hmm. then they had their internal culling, Mm -hmm. the game masters did nothing to intervene. True. So Sangwoo knew that they weren't coming. They would come to collect the body, but that's it. They weren't coming to help her. They weren't coming to heal her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever happens to her was whatever happens to her. Well, but that's the thing. If they knew that the glass was a, a fault of theirs, maybe there was still a chance maybe they would have intervened to save her. And I think that's why that door they teased and that door opened at first. This is a big moment from multiple angles because, yes, they didn't care about the character's killing each other calling each other but she'd kept it a secret that she got she took glass to the gut because she knew it was a weakness to the other characters she was afraid of even Kihana up until him coming up on her and being like no i'm not gonna hurt you yeah i'm not like that but we have to be careful of sangwoo yeah so but i mean from that past experience sangwoo would be justified in thinking or knowing there's no way yeah there's no way they're coming to help oh her. sure it's a complete gamble so yeah when Gihan was going and trying, then Sangwoo was like, no, fuck it. It's done. Yeah. I'm just going to finish it. Yeah. Rather than let her suffer more. I'm just going to finish it. Very true. So, but <laughs> Gihan feeling the way he felt, especially about her, mm-hmm. it was not going to. No. So, it's yeah. That, it was fucked that they kept them both so alive. Fucked, yeah. For the final game. And so they play Squid Game and um, they fight. They are fighting in the rain. It's all epic. Yeah. And um, if, well, the show started and it introduced this Squid Game. Yes. As something that Gihan prided himself on. Yeah. Gihan knew and was Gihan, going to be good at. Gihan prided himself as a child on playing Squid Game. He uh-huh. was very good at it. Uh-huh. He knew how to become Secret Inspector. Mm-hmm. And so he, when he he went into this game, he was like, I've got this. And I think that he knew going into that that he was going to kill his friend. Initially, yeah. But then he was about to... You know, well, he was ready to kill him because of how everything went so poorly. And then they have the conversations they have, and his friends like kill me. He says no, and he remembers Sabiak saying, "You're not that guy." 
And yeah. so he's ready to give up the money at the end. Yeah. Because he really doesn't want to kill his only friend. And he's ready to throw all of that money away. And he says, since I'm, you know, now the winner and I'm approaching the square, I'm giving up. And that's it. But Sang Wu stabs himself in the neck. Yep. And commit suicide, uh, rounding out a long list of very interesting things that happened on episode two, where uh, Duck Su, the gangster guy, yep. jumped off of a bridge, kind of mirroring how he died in the show. Yeah. Um, Sang Woo kills himself, yeah. which he was trying to do in a bathtub. He was trying to OD in a bathtub during his little snippet in an episode. Oh, shit. Actually, he turned on like a gas heater or something and was in a hot bathtub, just in his clothes. He was ready to commit suicide. Right. Um, The girl hopped on the smuggler with a knife and said, I will cut your throat. Yep. So poetically, everyone in their little intermittent in between the first and second game when they went back to the real world died via a comparative death. Wow. It's a little thing, but nice. it, yeah, it's something yeah. I watched on a YouTube video. It's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. I dig it. <clears throat> and then what's, uh, you yeah. know. Um, and then we have our winner. And then we have the winner Keyhan. who goes back to real life and doesn't spend the money. Doesn't for even touch it. A year. He doesn't, doesn't touch, touch it. it for it's a blood year. money and he's fucking, and he hates it. Um, why? Well, probably because he got back home. Everything he was playing the game for to was save his gone. was gone. His daughter gone, left for America. His mother dead in the apartment, dead and gone. And he lays with her. And I thought that was a gigantic metaphor for you can work as hard as you want. Yeah, money will not get you what you need in life. It won't get it to you before your family is right. gone. Right. If you make he it the most important money, thing, then it becomes the only he thing. He did not have enough money until after his. it was too late. Yep. Yeah. So you can work yourself to the bone. You can go to such incredible lengths for money, yep. whether it be an employer, whether it be playing a contest, <laughs> yep. playing games to get the money, you will not get far enough. Yeah. And you can lose the people you you love before you even get that money, which is just a sad but true analogy of you might be working your ass off for this money. And it's another analogy for why health should not be locked behind money. Right. Why healthcare rights should be universal. Yeah. Is because health is going to come and go with or without money. Yeah. And that's the scariest part. I thought that was the biggest analogy from that. That's what I appreciated the most about them choosing to kill the mother is that it was proof. Yep. He might have won, but he he had the money. Yeah. But had his mother just had some kind of health care. Yeah. Wouldn't have been an issue. Here we are. Yeah. He came out the back. She died. And then the biggest twist came when his good friend, the old man who he thought he – um had sacrificed himself. Yeah. The old man that sacrificed himself at the end of the marbles game. Sends him a card. Sent him a card and has him and, and meets up with him while he's in a hospital bed on his last breath. Yeah. And he explains why he did the things he did. 
No, because he's a bored old man with lots of money. He spent his life making so much money and lost everything else, including his health. Including his health. Another analogy. Yes. For how much money. He was literally so bored with the money that he went to play a game that you could technically die in. Yeah. But he uh, wanted to play the games of his childhood. Again. Again. Yes. But he made the game for the other rich VIPs. Uh, did you see that coming? Did you think that. Did you catch on to the idea that the person in the owl mask was him, the old man? I did not. You did not? No. I didn't even notice. Okay. Uh, I saw the old hand putting down the owl mask, and I was like, there's only one character who's that old, and if they're going to draw on relevance to make this a twist by the end, it's going to be him. And they didn't show his death explicitly. They did not show his elimination by a pink suit Yeah. during the show. And I was like, I didn't see him die, and now I'm seeing an old man's hand right after that. I'm like, shit. He was playing the game. Uh, he had a water bottle in bed with him that he shouldn't have had when he peed his pants. Uh, mm-hmm. Peed his pants, quotation marks here, because he was pretending to have dementia before going into the marbles game. Right. So um, they stand on the street corner and uh, uh, they stand on the corner of a building to watch a man down below um, who's going to freeze to death in the snow. And another poetic happening is that they played one more game, which was to bet that by midnight, no one would rescue and save that man because yeah. no one cared about him because that would, this was the mindset of this older man, this very, very rich, you know, person. Yeah. And what happens? He is saved. He is saved. Gian wins. Yes. But, <laughs> but the, the old man died. The old man died before he saw the outcome. Yep. And that I think is another analogy. These old these these older people with all this money, they don't care what comes after. No, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit what they comes can't after. Take it with them. This is the one of the biggest sentiments. One of the most poetic things I think that happen in the show is that he doesn't give a shit what comes after him. He's going to play his games. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. Why? Because what? Why? why he's going to be gone when the results of whatever he does. Yep. Come. And then he's back on the subway, and what does he see? No, well, now we're talking about Gihan. Yeah, who's back on the subway, and yeah, what does he see? And uh, the the businessman with the uh, red and blue squares poaching another player, and slapping the shit out of somebody. Yes, because he decides to start spending his money and putting his life together. Yep. So he makes good on his promise to Sangwoo and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saviak. Yep. Takes care of their families. Make sure that the money is used to take care of their families. I'm assuming he pays off his own debts. Oh, but I mean, yeah, clearly. At that point. Clearly. Or I mean, they would come for his kidney and his eye. So yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I think So I'm he, sure he paid off his debts at that I'm point. Sure he played but, off uh, his debts too. So let's talk about the backside of this. Um, yeah, so let's talk can, about the B plot. So we can uh, r- wrap up a little bit. There is a undercover cop who sneaks into the games and sneaks into the pink suit side of things. He yep. begins to make his way around, he steals a square mask, and he works his way up. Uh, behind the behind the scenes, behind the scenes of what's going on be, in this game, he's looking for his brother, who also used to be a cop, yep. who went into these Squid Games and never came out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Turns out now, let's make sure that I understand what actually happened here. Mm-hmm. He won a game. 
Yes, his brother did win a game, he found out. And then went back in to run the games, to essentially be a game master. Yes, he could not figure out where his brother went. He knew he disappeared. Yes. Um, And his brother, who also was a cop, went went back in. He couldn't figure out he was a winner, but he had still disappeared. So he's like, why can't I find my brother until... um, So he kind of gives up on finding his brother and focuses more on exposing the games. This is when he goes into the VIP session during the glass bridge game as a waiter. And, uh, he's a uh, to one of the gay VIPs. Who's a rich man who says, if you can pleasure me in five minutes, I'll change your life. Yeah. That's how rich these people are. Um, and <laughs> grabs him by the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Collapses. He goes, are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? That was awesome. Puts a gun to his face, gets a confession. So he has to, um, so the undercover cop runs out. He tries to climb a mountain, but then he's cornered on the mountain by the front man, the man who runs the game. Yes. I've been calling him the head game runner. He, he is called the front man. And the front man starts describing, here's the deal. You have six rounds in that chamber. One of them is a blank and one of them is empty, which means you have four other shots. I've seen you use two of them and you just use one of them on me, which means you have no bullets left. Yeah. I don't know if my math was there, but it's basically he ha- he no- has no bullets left, but the front man knows it. And this is when it becomes completely evident to him that the brother he's been looking for is actually the front man who's been running these games, doing management for VIP. Yes. So for whatever reason, he had debts as a cop went into play the games or maybe he was undercover but either way he won the game maybe was so brutally brutal enough that he got hired somehow he got hired right which means he excelled in this cutthroatedness of the games and unfortunately shot his brother in the shoulder and his brother fell off the cliff yes to depths unbeknownst which is another analogy now here's the thing i read an article and this is kind of like a closing thought is that um, they, the creator said if he was approached to do a season two, which, yeah. um, he would have to decide because making the show was so stressful. He lost six molars. Holy shit. Yep. Um, and also shipped the, tried to sell the script for over a decade. Yeah. I know he was trying to sell it for over a decade. Yeah. No one would take it for a minute until finally Netflix was like, okay, we'll make it. <laughs> Netflix was like, cool. Let's do this. Smart Netflix being smart. <laughs> And um, he said, if I he love had a season that Netflix two, continues to throw shit at the wall and sees what sticks. And I by now they have like a wall that is like five feet deep with yes. just impacted shit. Yes. Because everything is sticking. It's true. Um, the creator said if he made a season two, it would focus on police corruption, specifically with the front man, because there's a whole other story that just, you know, they didn't yeah. have time to tell him this first story is. Um, why did a police officer give up police work doing the right thing for this? Clearly money. I'm sure front right. man gets paid absolutely insanely. But the front man is now the manager of the squid game. Yes. And that's fucked. Yeah. There's a whole other side of corruption to be had, which is the law keepers that don't keep law because yes. money. Yep. Well, and then... At the very end, Gihan has won. He's about to board a flight to America, and he's got that card mm-hmm. that he pulled off the guy that took the card after getting yeah. the shit slapped He was out getting poached, over. and Gihan saw it. Yep, yep, and you're right. He took that card. Gihan came up, took the card. He's about to get on a plane <sighs> to America, that shit? and he calls the card, 
and they ask him to verify with his name and birth date. This is infuriating. And when he does, they say, get on the fucking plane. <laughs> Leave this it's behind. It's the front man. You can hear the front man on the other yeah. line when he's like, and yeah, he's about to get on the plane to go see his daughter. And he's like calling them because he's calling them on their bullshit. And he's like, he's like, I'll play again. But I'm cu-. he's like, no, what is he? He's like threatening him. He's like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to figure out what you guys are doing. He's like, I'm going to take you down. And then they tell him, like you said, yeah. just, just get on the fucking plane. Just go get on the plane. Dion. <laughs> And blows your mind because they're still fucking watching him. Yep. He won a year later. They're still watching him. Yep. They know where he's at. And it's at that so point, fucked. he realizes if he doesn't get rid of them, this won't end. It won't end. So he, he turns, turns around, around and goes right walks off the, the terminal. Yep. And then boom, here we are. Yes. That was end of Squid Game. It's it's a gigantic, you know, it's a love letter to how fucked the world is <laughs> oh yeah it's absolutely how, how, dystopian and just cruel and horrible and yet so well done across the board absolutely the message is there the art direction the i mean i can't stop gushing about the cinematography and the art in this show yep just every scene is is what you want in a in quality cinema or television. Mm-hmm. Every scene is a character. It looks good. Story's good. Acting's oh, amazing. it's all just top notch. I wish we could talk about it more, but I don't have a ton of time. Yeah, I today. Know. But so. you know, we had a spoiler cast where we talked about we had it piece by piece. We talk about the analogies and why the show is so so relevant yes. today. It's ridiculous. Yes. I can't wait for season two. Now, that being said, if you watch episode one and you're not into it, don't keep going. Yeah, probably It not. doesn't go anywhere. No. It, it goes, when you watch episode one through episode, what, it ends nine. at nine? Yeah. It The story, you know, it has its peaks and valleys, but it doesn't go anywhere beyond where it's setting up. Yep. So if you're, expect, if you're going into the first episode and being like, ah, I hope it gets better, sorry. No, nothing magically happens. It is a it is a tragedy. It is just yeah. like the Titanic. It's going exactly where you think it is, and unfortunately, it's only going to enrage you more and more by the time you're finished. Yep. But that's the point. Yeah. So. Thank you guys for watching. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. We talked about Squid Game. Squidward. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way... If as to whether or not I would have won Squid Game, I would have been like, the fuck is this? So can I step here? And then they would have shot me in the face. <laughs>